Stop it, John. Oh, Motty. What an amazing comeback! You just cannot write scripts like this. Welcome, everybody, to The Final Countdown, a podcast looking back at great finals within the game of football. Uh, I'm Lewis here with my co-host, Adam. Hello there. Hello. So it's Ad's turn this week to take us through what is actually a cracker of an FA Cup final. But uh, with nothing more for me to add, uh, Adam Maxwell, take us through the 2001 FA Cup final. Well, what a game. Um, And probably, I don't know if it would have been called that good a game if it wasn't for the final, I don't know, 10 minutes of the game. Um, But... it actually was a bit of a barnstormer. We had two giants uh, playing each other. But first of all, because I know you'll enjoy this question, what do you remember of the 2001 FA Cup final? I remember everything. <laughs> this, is, this was the cup final in my childhood where it was like, I'd sat down, I was excited, I knew everything about the teams, I'd watched a lot of this season, um, which was a great season for Liverpool, by the way. Um, the Mickey Mouse treble. Well, some call it the Mickey Mouse treble, but you've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> so, you know, in, in one of a you know many trophy-laden uh, seasons for Liverpool, <laughs> uh, we managed to yeah go up against a mighty Arsenal team. Um, so I remember, obviously, I'll leave the details about the game to yourself, but sure. uh, this team... I want you to. I don't know if you have the lineup in front. Of I you. don't know. Okay, well, so I, look it up. I feel pretty confident that it would have been. Oh, was it Sander Westerveld or Jersey <laughs> Dudek? Sander Westerveld in goal. It was. It was. Yeah. It's going to be Marcus Babel, Stefan Honcho, Sammy Hippier, Sean Arisa, and then it's going to be Didi Haman. Would it have been Gerard? You've missed Carragher there, mate. Oh, Carragher instead of uh, Arisa. Hippier, Hensho, and Carragher. Yeah, so Carragher was playing left back instead of Sean Arisa. So I think Gary McAllister would have been on the bench because Gary McAllister was the he man was, who changed he everything. He came on, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gary McAllister was on the bench. Uh, Didi Haman, I'm going to say Danny Murphy. Danny Murphy, yeah. Uh, it's going to be Vladimir Smisa, left wing. And then I don't think Gerrard's... He did. He did. Oh, because I knew this was his breakthrough season, really. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know if he'd made it into the starting lineup. And then Heskey and Owen, the big man, little man up top for England and for Liverpool. <laughs> big man, little man. What a combination. <laughs> Heskey, the big man who fell over his own shorts. Do you remember that? Do you remember that was his excuse? <laughs> no. when he kept? So there was obviously that period where Heskey fell over a lot. He did, yeah. And for, for a big man, he didn't really use his size very well. So I remember eventually he got sick of the question of like, well, why do you dive? Why do you keep him falling over kind of thing? It genuinely became a point of conversation. And he said his shorts were too big for him. Brilliant. That was his excuse. So he didn't even go, actually, I'm I'm not falling over. He was like, yeah, I am. But actually, it's the shorts wearing the me shorts. down. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, this Liverpool team, I think Patrick Berger would have been around still. He came on. There we go. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of fondness. And also, Michael Owen at the time. What a player. This treble winning season... Uh, Owen and Heskey, I want to say it was like 23 20 and 22 goals between them. Something it was like a big that. season for Owen, yeah, yeah which uh, absolutely we'll get to. In contrast, listen to this lineup Seaman, Dixon, Keown, Adams, Cole, Lumberg, Gramandi, Vieira, Perez, Wiltord, Henri. <laughs> and just in case you need him on the bench, Bergkamp. Oh my God. Any team that can bench Dennis Burkamp, that, I mean, that is frightening, isn't it? You forget how good that Arsenal team was. Yeah, so this was kind of moving from. This is the in between the double winning seasons yep. and before the invincible season. So this was unbelievably golden period for Arsenal, um, but it didn't all go their way, as we'll oh. find out. So yeah, as you mentioned, Arsenal versus Liverpool was the um, FA Cup final for two thousand one. It was the first final played at the Millennium Stadium. Yep, 
Yep. And what an introduction. As we covered last week, Wembley Stadium was being rebuilt. Uh, someone realised that Wembley was a hole and it needed <laughs> to be completely rebuilt. Um, a little stat for you. Arsenal appearing in their 14th FA Cup final. Liverpool in their 12th. Interesting. So in some ways, and it was pitched like this, this was the, the masters of the FA Cup final uh, coming together. Not necessarily the FA Cup winners, because at this point United had won it more. Um, but certainly this was the, the two two of the top teams from a cup point of view. Uh, I'm just going to say this sentence and then insert your own joke. Sure. Prince Andrew met the teams in the lineup beforehand. Perfect. Uh, it was the first time that two managers had been um, that faced off that had been born outside the British Isles had met in an FA Cup Interesting. final. Interesting, yeah. wow. So little, little, I know you love these little stats, mate. So the French compatriots, Wenger and Julier, uh, were the managers for the day and they walked out their teams um, to a match. As you mentioned earlier, I looked this up as well, broadcast in 70 countries, viewing figures for the match totaled close to 600 million. Incredible. So after the Villa Chelsea yeah. final, it actually <laughs> it improved. People were like, did you see the game? Yeah, I'm tuning in for this one. <laughs> I bet people were thanking their lucky stars. It was Arsenal-Liverpool following the wet blanket of a final oh, before. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing because it was Arsenal-Liverpool was why people around the world, I mean, that's amazing. No other game other than international tournaments yeah. get that kind of coverage. Um, and even then, probably not. So yeah, 600 million people uh, watched Arsenal go against Liverpool. Um kind of a, a sad element of it but um something i actually read the the um blog by rocky rocastle oh yeah uh, david rocastle's son david yeah. rocastle had died a few weeks before this tournament uh this uh, final and rocky rocastle was chosen to be the mascot oh. for the day and he's written a blog it's really cool to read actually yeah. um so he was the official mascot for the for the final itself and he walked the teams out um, and all the rest of it and a day he'd never forgotten um, the the blog had been written literally 20 years since that um, point um, so amazing um, for that and he said he was standing in the tunnel beforehand um, with the teams and he could hear all the Arsenal players shouting let's do this for Rocky let's do this for Rocky uh, he's never forget I mean you wouldn't forget that would you yeah. but he's never forgotten that I tell you what I feel like I feel terrible that Liverpool go on to win this now part of me is like oh, maybe it would have been yeah true I mean? but like, he does say actually uh, I didn't mean to spend as much time on Rocky Rowcastle's this but he did say that the fact that it's an all-time classic that's true is yeah. quite is quite a good memory yes he's got the Arsenal loss but um, it, it did turn into a classic you just cannot write scripts like this so, uh, a little bit of team news. Wenger decided to play Wiltord, as we mentioned, leaving Burkamp on, on the subs bench, which was a big call. Yeah. Because Dennis Burkamp was in his prime. So, that was enormous. This, you know, you didn't have to fly to London. And I, I know that, like, Wiltord had uh, played in the 98 um, French winning FA uh, World Cup World winning Cup, team. Yeah, yeah. So, I know he had calibre, but... He never did it for Arsenal, really. He like no, but they, he scored the winner, didn't he, against United um, a few weeks before this? Right. Um, United had won the league, mm -hmm. um, but Arsenal had taken it, close. taken it to the end, um, and Wilton had scored the winner. And I think he had kind of won a bit of favour with that. I don't know why Burkamp was. It seems a strange thing to do. Yeah, I guess it's a. Ta it must be tactical rather than ability. yeah. You yeah. don't always play your best 11, do you? I mean, I never particularly rated Will Tours, certainly not against Bergkamp, but oh. um, there he was anyway. Uh, and then the other big call um, was for Liverpool with Gerald Houllier naming... Um, he, he said in the week before that Heskey would start, but he had to decide between Fowler and Owen. 
um, <laughs> wow. who would play up front. Um, so he left out the ever popular Robbie Fowler to let Michael Owen start, which turned out to be an absolute masterstroke. Um, not just for the last 10 minutes, but actually Owen had a pretty good game in a relatively dominant Arsenal performance. Well, uh, Owen is a figure of fun because he comes out with stupid, yeah. like he's just an idiot nowadays. And he is, he's got the personality of a cardboard box. Yeah. But what a player. Like this season yeah. in particular, he was lethal. Yeah, I mean, I'll get to it, but I, mean, I was going to mention it later, but we mention it now. Like, he won the Ballon d'Or this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is that? Like, that seems surreal. Yeah. Like, hang on a minute. Like, big, massive players win that thing, not little Michael Owen. Yeah. But I think in some ways it showed, well, it shows one of two things. <laughs> How less valuable the Ballon d'Or was. <laughs> hey, don't don't steal it from Michael. It's all he's got, that or, and his racing or, horses. Or how good a season. Uh, how good a season he had that season. I remember there was a... <laughs> off. You just made me think of it then. The first thing I read from Michael Owen on Twitter was um, a tweet that literally read, just hit a badger with my car. Devastated. <laughs> I think it was hashtag devastated. I mean, if that doesn't sum up the man. I think Michael Owen is the reason that all footballers now have a PR team in charge of their social media because <laughs> yeah. of crap like that. Don't tweet, Michael. <laughs> Just hit a badger. Anyway, so um, with that nicely set up, let's get into this giant FA Cup final. And still Ricky Villa. What a fantastic run. He scored. Amazing goal. Uh, so the match itself, thank God, was an actually, uh, it was a good game. How, it, could it, how can it not be with those teams? Yeah, well, you say that, but Liverpool United six years before was an awful game. But this was an absolute uh, barnstormer. Arsenal were, like I said, pretty much at the peak of their powers or literally going that way. Uh, and they came out, um, it was very much kind of like... Arsenal's, um, you know, under Wenger, the, the passing and moving, the constant link play, uh, Thierry Henry, um, you know, looking very, very good, very, very strong. And uh, Arsenal really had the better of things. And if it wasn't for um, Liverpool's defensive rearguard action, it could have been over a lot sooner uh, than it actually was. Um, a couple of chances came early on. Lundberg um, played in Henri, who went around. I don't know if you remember this. He went round Westerveld right. uh, and shot the ball goalwards. And it was cleared off the line by um, Henshaw. Uh, is that Honshaw or Henshaw? Stefan Honshaw. But Honshaw. You can, well, it doesn't really matter. It's um, like Dematteo. Yeah, so he cleared it off the line and replays show that it hit his hand. Do you I don't rem- no, I don't remember yeah, that yeah, contrast. Yeah. I remember Hendrick coming off the line, but I don't remember that. No, you're thinking of the other one. There's another right, one. Right, okay. Where <laughs> three. They cleared the line off the line three times, but the one that Hensho did, um, he he um, used his arm. But the, the TV camera is a bit um, the, the the initial viewing. Mm. You didn't notice it. Yeah. But Henri reacts, and then he realises he isn't going to get this because the linesman isn't near because yeah. he's run onto it, so the linesman hasn't kept up. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and the referee just can't see it at all. But it's a very clear handball. Uh, and he completely gets away with it. Um, I would, I would have so much more sympathy for Thierry Henry if he hadn't knocked the yeah, whole nation of Ireland out yeah. with a handball years later. That's so. true. That is suck true. it, Thierry. <laughs> <laughs> One of the nicest guys in football. Yeah. Suck it. Um, so uh, Henry appealed for that uh, penalty. Wasn't going to get it. The, watch the clip. It's quite funny because he just realizes he's got nothing. He can't do anything. And he's just been denied one a goal and secondly a penalty. <laughs> um, the only thing that Liverpool brought really came through Owen. Um, and he was causing problems. Uh, obviously, think back to 2001, Owen. Pace was a big, big thing. Absolutely. And he was up against two 
aging defenders in Keown and Adams, um, and not to mention Dixon. Um, so uh, he was running right with his pace. It wasn't necessarily coming to anything. McAllister wasn't on the pitch. Berger wasn't on the pitch. Yeah. There's quite a bit with hindsight. You kind of think, oh, Liverpool picked the wrong team, or they picked it to play in the game, uh, stay in the game yeah, as sure. long as they could. Um, but there wasn't a lot of outlet um, for Owen, despite the fact that he was causing problems. He did have a chance, a great chance, actually, in the 20th minute. Um, Keown uh, blocking a shot from Owen, which was absolutely goal-bound, um, with Seaman likely beaten. Um, but ultimately, the first half was a story of Arsenal's complete dominance. Sorry, mate, if that kind of burst no, well, the bubble. No, it reminds me of how good this Arsenal team were. Like yeah. It was revolutionary. Before people talk about, you know, I know, yep. Press the buzzer. Pep's Guardiola. Uh, Pep's Guardiola. Yep. Pep's uh, Barcelona. Yeah. Like this was the prototype. I know that obviously other like uh, teams that before you've got Ajax. Obviously throughout their history have played this kind of style of football. But for England, this kind of heavy possession based. Yeah. Like mo- even United were very cut and thrust, quite direct, very attacking and yeah, urgent attacking. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, Arsenal would just. It was death by a thousand cuts. They yeah. were so good. Yeah, absolutely, and it showed in this final. In fairness, the. I watched the um, the halftime punditry of this game, and they're just all talking about how are Liverpool still in this game, and that that was the thing. Like it was, it, it was incredible that it was nil nil really for. Um, Liverpool weren't embarrassing at all, but it was just man, they've done well to you know clear the one off the line, got away with the handball, um, and it kind of carried on that way. And again, amazing that we got to the seventy or eightieth minute, and it was only. 1-0. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming back into the second half, um, Perez and Henri went close within 10 minutes. Uh, and then uh, Sammy Hippier, who became a bit of a hero for the day. And a hero for, like, he is cult Liverpool status. Yeah, absolutely. And for moments like this, Ashley Cole has a, a great shot and it's, it beats Vesterveld and it's saved on the line by, in a way, kind of like, man alive, he, he must have had a split second decision to hurt myself or kind of like get out of the way. And he hurts himself, uh, and it, it it's a brilliant save, and it keeps it, uh, again Liverpool in the game. Uh, he was called on again after seventy minutes uh, when Henri outpaced uh, Honcho, and his rebounded shot. This is the one you probably know. His rebounded shot found uh, Lundberg in the penalty area, and the, he goes through, similar to when the goal yeah. actually happens. Uh, he goes through and he chips it brilliantly over the, the goalkeeper, uh, Vesterveld, and it's cleared off the line again by Hippie. And it comes back and Henri has another chance and he scuffs it completely. It's such a mess. Denied by yeah. Sammy Hippie. Yeah, yeah, it's such a mess. And you kind of, it's one of those things where, as a fan, either as a Liverpool fan or a neutral, you're watching it going, how did that not go yeah. in? It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so that's 17 minutes, uh, 17 minutes gone. So then with 19 minutes left, Arsenal's total dominance, and it comes across in the commentary, finally pays off. Um, what's your what's your Vestervelt feeling? Uh, he was a average goalkeeper that um, happened to be in a successful Liverpool team. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Like, there's a reason that we win the treble this year, Sander yeah. Vestal's in goal, and then next year we sign a new goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, that is telling in and He of comes itself. across, I don't know a lot about him, I don't remember him massively, but he comes across as a bit of a liability. Yeah, watching, so in, in the league. Even watching this game. So, uh, yeah, uh, me and my friend Tim, who's a Liverpool uh, fan, we he had the DVD of this season, because, right. of course, Liverpool produced a DVD for the Mickey treble season, so yeah. we used to watch it um, not infrequently. And, yeah, <laughs> there was a couple in the league, there were a couple of games where question marks been 
um, put over Sander Westveld, where a little bit like David James, Liverpool went through this yeah, yeah. phase of we had like David James, then for a, a small amount of time, Brad Friedel, uh, yeah. Sander Westveld, like before Dude, and even Dudek has. And even Dudek, yeah. He's cult because of the final. Exactly. He yeah. wasn't a great goalkeeper, was no, he? No, he had a lot of um, clangers in him as well. Like Liverpool went through probably a 10 year yeah. period without a really solid number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, Vesterveld is the man that kind of sets this um, thing going. A poor clearance by him um, finds its way to Robert Perez, who I always rated. I thought he's a quality player. Yeah. He plays a lovely ball through. Lumber, great run. Um, takes it on the run as he goes. Goes round the goalkeeper, who's like, crap, I've started this. <laughs> uh, and brilliantly round the keeper onto his left and puts it into the back of the net. And Arsene Wenger, who didn't celebrate loads, oh. goes potty. Like, it's one of those things where it's like... He has been waiting for that goal um, and obviously kind of was like, we definitely should be in front. Um, interestingly, only four minutes later, which I forgot, uh, Thierry Henry misses a chance to give Arsenal a two-goal lead. Um, quite a, re- a really good chance, actually. His point-blank um, shot is saved by Vesterveld. And there's a few Liverpool write-ups that I read that kind of like blame him, but also credit him. Yeah with setting up the great finale. <laughs> I mean, it's only a Liverpool blog that could do sure, that. Sure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, point blank, saved by Vestival, and then the follow-up was cleared by, guess who? Sammy Hibbia. Sammy Hibbia. Yes, that's why. He was the first player I got on the back of my shirt as growing up, right, okay. Sammy Hippier, which, you know, went in an era where you've got Owen and Fowler yeah. and Gerard and You went with Sammy. I went with Sammy Hippier. <laughs> and again, it's one of those moments where Henri can't believe he hasn't scored. Uh, and that really would have been the end of the game. 15 minutes to go, 2-0 against an incredibly defensive, yeah. um, strong defensive team uh, in Arsenal. But that's not the that's not the way it went, and it's not what happened. And the next 15 minutes are, as a neutral, like folklore yeah. in English football. Realistically, this final, because of everything you described so far, but really this final, final 15 minutes or what have you, yeah. it must be in the top five FA Cup finals. I would think I, so, I think, yeah. I don't yeah. think you could keep it out of any top five. No, it's brilliant. It, it, there are very few games like this. I think back to the very first podcast we did, the Arsenal... Yeah, yeah. Um, Man United. Yeah, Alan Sunderland. And that's similar-ish, um, but this is, I think, with the the setting, uh, the fact they were against one of the strongest teams that yeah. English football has ever seen. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. So how that gets set up is Liverpool make an attacking double substitution. They're 1-0 down, they're up against it. Julio kind of goes, right, this is now or never. We're either going to get stuff 3-0 here or we're going to get our way back in. Uh, so McAllister comes on, Fowler comes on, Berger comes on, um, Smeetcher, Murphy um, and Heskey go yeah. off, which was interesting that he took Heskey off. Rather than yeah. Owen, who yeah. he'd been umming and ahhing about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Owen obviously had done enough and um, Gerard Julia, um, who's his assistant? Oh yeah, Phil Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. so he talked about the fact that they talked about taking Owen off. Interesting. Uh, and they were like, "We've got to leave him on there because his pace against a tiring Adams and Keown." Well, um, he's up in that upper echelon of Mark Overmars, Darius Vassell <laughs> in terms of pace. Like, Early two thousands. Yeah, Owen yeah, before yeah. his injury. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Absolutely. And ironically, with hindsight, it's a beautiful piece of tactic, isn't it? Because you kind of think, well, it was his pace. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll get to it, but it was his pace that ultimately got the winner. Um, so with eight minutes left, Arsenal um, failed to clear a great McAllister free kick. And it's very easy behind sight to kind of pin it on these specific moments. But our, uh, Liverpool's delivery during the, the game had been pretty poor. Um, and with Berger and McAllister on, um, it, it seemed to, um, yeah, he just whips it in brilliant. And the Arsenal defence, you know, 
best experienced defence in English football, really struggled to deal with it. And it kind of bounces around. Uh, Adams doesn't get to it. Um, and Keown lunges out, but Owen's there first. And it's such a poacher's goal. Yeah. Um, Linacher-esque. Yeah, it's just acrobatic, but not really. Yeah. But he just like swivels and... and it's a great behind the goal angle where it literally just squeezes through the only ball shaped hole it could go through um, to finish from eight yards, beating Seaman. Um, interestingly, Michael Owen's seventh goal in his last four matches. He was just on absolute flames, yeah. wasn't he? But also, sorry, just to go, go back about the Gary McAllister thing. So McAllister had signed this season and he was obviously an aging player. I think maybe he was, what, 32, 33 at the time yeah. of this yeah, season. Yeah. So, like, he was. Uh, yeah, not in his prime years, but but he was. I know we're talking about Mickey Mouse treble, but he was he was absolutely <laughs> he was absolutely instrumental in every competition we had that year. Yeah. There were moments that turned on a dime because of Gary McAllister. Like he became obviously a cult hero for Liverpool, but for really only this season because he was just always in the right place at the at the yeah, right yeah. time. Yeah, it was yeah. just incredible. In the he was a very intelligent footballer, wasn't he, Gary McAllister? Yeah. I know he scored a brilliant, I hated it at the time, but he scored a brilliant <laughs> free kick against Everton, Everton. Um, which in, in some ways, it was far more about his intelligence than it was about, I mean, obviously he had to have the technique to hit it from sure. 30 yards, but it was brilliant. It was it summed him up. He's like, who else would have seen that? Exactly, yeah. Um, it, it's similar to Trent Alexander-Arnold's corner against um, Barcelona, that kind of thing. It's like, no one would have even been looking yeah. for that. Um, he was that kind of player. So interestingly, that creates a little narrative that is debated, obviously, by Arsenal fans, um, but is put forward by by most neutral, neutrals that I could come across, um, that that goal, Arsenal just seemed to fold. It was really weird, like watching watching the, the highlights that you can get, the extended highlights, and even a lot of the write-ups. And then Owen himself talking about this was said... Jogging back to the centre circle, I knew we had them. They looked absolutely gutted. And he, he said, and this is Owen, so who knows, sure. but he said he felt like it was just a matter of time till they got the winner. I do wonder sometimes in terms of uh, when you've played 75 minutes of a game where you've been utterly dominant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you said, everything, every neutral, every player on that pitch, every fan were like, it's a matter of time before Arsenal break through and win this. Yeah. So then they get the goal. It confirms what they've been feeling for the 75 minutes of the game anyway. Yeah. It must be a sucker punch because they, they, they. it doesn't sound like Arsenal would have at any point been thinking, hold on, we could, we're in trouble here or we could lose this. So it must be like a reprogramming moment where it's like, oh, hold on, this isn't what I thought it was. Like, we're not going to just um, waltz through and get this. Absolutely, yeah. And I th- it, it's the psychology of sport I love it it's the psychology of football in particular but like you know to have that kind of feeling where you, you just how are we not winning this yeah, game yeah. like how, this is ridiculous and almost that thought process looking up at the scoreboard you know scoreboard seeing you know one all and it's like six minutes to go and almost that takes you into a place of shock where yeah. they couldn't understand what was happening. Yeah, shock seems like the best way to describe it, actually. I think that's best. So anyway, so that kind of set up, yeah, like we've talked about, one of the most iconic moments, um, certainly in the FA Cup, probably in English football. Um, so six minutes later, only two minutes to go. Extra time is looming. I doubt either team particularly fancies that. The pace of this game had been pretty full on. Liverpool were knackered from defending. Arsenal were knackered from the like we just said, the psychology of what was happening. So it was Patrick Berger with a brilliant long ball 
Um, they, they break away. Arsenal are trying to attack and Patrick Berg gets the ball on the edge of his area and advances and then from nowhere he obviously spots a run. Owen's off. He's got Keown, uh, Dixon and Adams to contend with. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so Patrick Berg, again, talking about McAllister type players, like that's a great matchup. Michael Owen, yes, 88 minutes deep, mm. but against, you know, two ageing Brilliant defenders, yeah. but not known for their speed. Um, so he launches this brilliant pass um, with the type of vision that we're missing from Liverpool. Owen outpa- outpaces Adams uh, and Dixon kind of gets himself in a tangle. And it's just, it's just, I love this goal. because, And I'm a neutral, I'm not a Liverpool fan, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but this goal is so good because there's so many moments where you think, oh, he's gone too wide, yeah. he's on his wrong foot. Adams is coming, like, you know, long legs Adams, there's no way he's not going to defend this. And somehow, not to mention England's number one, yeah. or should have been England's number one by that point, David Seaman. Um, oh, he was actually that by that point. James had gone, hadn't he? Which is good. Oh, but he doesn't want Yes, yeah, he had, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Rightfully so, <laughs> David Seaman. Yeah, because then Seaman would be in goal for a year later in the World Cup against yeah, Ronaldinho. Yeah, let's, so. let's not talk about that. So, yeah, so Owen, um, it breaks away. So, the... I don't know about you, but there are a few, because we both love commentary, mm-hmm. um, and this comes into this. So there are a few goals, which when I'm on a bit of a, a YouTube rabbit right, hole, yeah, I watch again and again and again. And often the reason I watch them again and again and again is because of the commentary, the crowd, just all the emotion that's evoked by that you know, particular clip. This is one of those goals. I've watched this goal many, many times. But only Motson's commentary. <laughs> I like that you've got like little standards that you'll adhere to. Like spending four hours on a YouTube dive, absolutely fine. Yeah. But listening to commentary by someone other than me, absolutely it. not. I tried it yesterday. I, I, the, all the kind of YouTube ones is like the FA Cup channel and ITV. Be like and Peter Drury and people like that. Won't yeah, it? it's fine. Chloe Tilsley, they're good commentators. But then you find the the Motson commentary. Uh, and it's just, Motson has this way. He did it with... Um, Specifically, I can remember he did it with Gerrard's goal in 2006. Uh, he, he did it with like um, when England go 5-1 up against yeah. uh, Germany. Just those moments where he makes a noise. You know it's he's saying the word yes, but he makes a noise that in some way conveys what I'm feeling mm. inside. And he says yes. I know you'll put this clip on. He says yes when Owen scores. Brilliant left foot shot across Seaman into the very finest corner he could put it in um, before he does one of the worst celebrations in the history of football. Um, but the commentary just, it so sums up the moment. Um, and I love it because Motson's a football fan and he often lost himself in the fact that he was a football fan before he was a commentator. And yeah, it's just a great moment. Um, and yeah, it talks about you know, somehow Liverpool have won this cup. Um, yeah, so if you if you haven't heard it or if you haven't heard it for a while, go and watch um, go and watch that clip. This is Berger, and Robbie Fowler looks sprightly now. Once the ball played early, but so does Owen, and he's getting the other side of Dixon. Michael Owen for Liverpool. Yes, oh, he's done it. What an incredible few minutes for Michael Owen. Unbelievable stuff. Ignore the the celebration. That's just Michael Owen. Is it the like roly poly? Yeah, it's just a crap roly poly. It's <laughs> it? kind of like the roly poly for like you know, mate. I can I can do I can do handstands. <laughs> and then you're in the playground. You're like, go on then. You do it, and everyone is like, that ain't a handstand. But you're convinced it is. You're convinced it is because yeah. you've gone over. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> That's just Michael Owen ruining an iconic moment. Um, but that ultimately, that was the game. I mean, if Arsenal weren't done after the first goal, they were done after the second goal. Um, I didn't realise that Robbie Fowler had a 
golden opportunity to make it 3-1 after that. So, like I said, I watched this religiously, this cup final. I've seen it a few times since. I have no memory of what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't... I don't. No, nor have I. It's funny, isn't it? How it gets You're just from... still on the high of the Owen goal, yeah, probably. Everything yeah. else after that just blurs. So, yeah, Fowler had a chance, um, but um, graciously let Owen have his day and, <laughs> and missed it. Um, and, yeah, so uh, Liverpool somehow win one of the great FA Cup finals 2-1. And we head into... They didn't, but we head into extra time. Well, you have just witnessed... 90 of the most gripping minutes of European football you will ever, ever see. But the good news is there's more to come. So uh, Arsenal lost the cup final and finished second in the league. Um, so uh, Tony Adams described it as the worst ending to a season he could remember. Cry me a river. Finishing <laughs> second and then finishing like silver medalist in the cup final. I think Behave. He was talking more, I agree, but he was talking more about the fact he should try relegation dogfights, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, sure. He was talking more about the fact that a week and a half before they were in both, they were, you know, could have won yeah, the double. Sure. Um, but ultimately ended the season with nothing um, and kind of like... Um, you know, complete disappointment. However, uh, just a kind of little look ahead, they came back strong from disappointment. As we know, if you know your kind of 2000s football, the following season, Arsenal won the double. Uh, they won the FA Cup three out of the next four. That's crazy, which is yeah. Which is great, which became, you know, Wenger's love affair with the FA Cup. Um, and as of 21, uh, 2021, this is the most recent time that Arsenal have lost an FA Cup final. Wow. Yeah, having won their next seven in a row. That's incredible, isn't it? So, what a start. Yeah, so, well, I mean, Wenger would have been largely the manager for yeah. probably all of those Arsenal um, wins. And, uh, yeah, so he, he made it clear, I guess, we're not losing another one like that. So, yeah, they became the FA Cup masters after this heartbreaking um, situation. Liverpool, however, they completed the Mickey Mouse treble a week later. Just call it the treble. Like, <laughs> you don't need to waste all those extra syllables. It's fine. Just call it a treble. They won a treble. Just do it. I think as well, you, you know, we can really chuck in. I think there was probably a charity shield in there as well. If anything, we probably won four or five cups. I think you find the charity shield is counted as the following season. What? No, it was like, you know, it's, oh, just all the silverware blurs into one. <laughs> It's just such a silver blur. <laughs> so yeah, they completed the treble a week later when they beat Alaves in the, in the UEFA Cup final. Actually, really good game if we ever do UEFA Cup finals. I mean, yeah, it's thrilling, yeah. but we should never have let no. Deportivo Alaves run no. us as close as they did. Absolutely. Like, fair play to them getting to the final, but we, yeah, we were our own worst enemies in that cup final. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so Liverpool did the treble. There you go. Um, but uh, with the FA Cup final, uh, Jamie Redknapp, who was the injured captain, was invited to lift the FA Cup with standing skipper and hero of the day, uh, Sammy Hippier, uh, which I thought was generous. Like, Redknapp couldn't have played that much that season. Redknapp didn't play much any season. That's yeah. the problem with Redknapp. He stood there but with a suit on. What I, was, I was just about to highlight that, because John Terry, yeah. if you're listening, that's how you do it with a bit of class, you <laughs> massive knob. No, I don't know, mate. I, I'm not sure. Controversial no, opinion. No, because... Jamie Redknapp looks like he's just finished at the office for the day. Like, as he should. Why should he be why imposing... Why would he be in the office? Why would he be imposing himself into, like, other people's celebrations, hoping people forget he was injured? Like... This I no, there's no way you're defending the full kit wanker <laughs> over over the respectful. Yeah, he looks like he's just come off a of Zoom call. <laughs> he's given the FA Cup the respect it deserves. Okay, <laughs> unlike these absolute 
toss spot for like John Terry would come in with their full. I hits. think that's about John Terry personally. <laughs> I think I just saw red then. I'm not entirely certain what I just said. Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, Liverpool lift the cup. Incredibly, they would win it only once more in the next twenty years. Well, this is, it made me think of it when you mentioned at the start that I think Arsenal fourteen times mm. as in t- to the final, Liverpool twelve times. I thought our record in the FA Cup actually in my lifetime is pretty pretty poor. poor. It's yeah. really poor. Being that Liverpool have been generally a, a strong team yeah sure. you think of like the Torres years you think of the Suarez years mm-hmm. and now obviously the Klopp years like yeah. how have they not got even to you know to a FA Cup final it's yeah. ridiculous um, but they didn't they obviously won it in 2006 in yet again an absolute classic like can't wait to get to, to that final um, mainly because it's the only classic coming up yeah I, I like <laughs> talking just fast forward to 2006 I do really like talking about the teams but it's almost like oh let's talk about the total 90 f- football era Oh, the actual game itself? No, you're all right. Yeah. That's the problem. I, I like reminiscing about the teams, but yeah. the events themselves are not what... We're finding that, aren't yeah. we? Maybe there's a few gems in there that we've forgotten about, but certainly 2006 sticks out uh, in the memory. Um, but for Liverpool fans, it's because, amazingly, they haven't won another final um, since. And yet Arsenal have won seven in the same period of time, which is nuts, really. But I don't know how many United have won. A little um, trivia for you. Probably a few, now and then. Well, they beat Millwall. I remember that because that was a yeah, underwhelming well, one. The only yeah. memory of that final really is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo being Cristiano Ronaldo because he was very young at the time and he's just doing step over after step over after step over. Yes, he has a good yeah. game, but that was like the final where people went, oh, this player might yeah, be all yeah, right, actually. Yeah. Like, he really might that's be. That's probably a few. That's 2004, I reckon. Yeah, a I few, think that sounds about right. A few weeks' time. Look forward to that one. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was Liverpool. Ultimately, it was Owen's day and this final was um, amazingly referred to as the Owen final, which I guess is fair in some ways, yeah. but he hadn't really done an awful lot in terms of changing the game until um, the 82nd minute. Um, but it was a time when he was one of the most feared strikers in the world. As I said earlier, he went on to win the prestigious Ballon d'Or later that year. He actually said on that, on talking about that final or on an interview reflecting on his career, he said, if you said I could live one day again, I would pick that one. Wow. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. He's had a few like decent, well, I think he scored in a Clasico when he went to Real Madrid. Yeah. Like, like he's played in big games and he's won one thing. So, yeah, it's strange yeah. that that's the one thing. Well, not thing. to mention the Argentina goal. Yeah, or he, he, like England 5, Germany 1. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he said, uh, like, you know, for Liverpool in a cup final, you know, that ultimately, regardless of what you think of Owen and the dumb stuff he said about United and all the rest of it recently, um, he, you know, he was a Liverpool boy. And I think that, that final meant the most to him because of the way that it happened against the team that it happened against. Um, so yeah, he said, if I could live one day again, that would be the day. It was that good. It was everything I'd ever played for. And this was kind of sweet. It, ignore the fact it's Owen because it's easy to mock otherwise. But he said, I remember getting back to the hotel with my wife, Louise, and we were going out for the evening. We went back to our room to get ready for the celebrations. As soon as she closed the door, she looked at me and we both burst into tears. Happy tears when you're, where you're laughing. You can't believe what has just happened. I thought that was kind of cool, like yeah, a, a bit of a moment there for Owen the human. He probably said something dumb after that. Well, the problem the problem with Owen is is ultimately like there were a few Liverpool fans that were really like uh, upset that he went to Real Madrid, which I don't agree with, especially at this point. Like, why wouldn't you have gone yeah, to Real Madrid? Yeah. So, no problem with that. But there were a few Liverpool fans that didn't like that. Um, and obviously it didn't really work out Real Madrid and we won the Champions League the year after. So yeah, there was yeah. a bit of like, we, you left us and we went and win it. <laughs> yeah. um, but... Ultimately, the reason that Owen isn't loved by Liverpool is he went to United, United in, yeah. in his swan song. Like yeah. he could, and he have refers had to United as we, doesn't he? Yeah, that it, winds you just, people up. Yeah. yeah, I just 
yeah, I, I know that you have to make a football decision, all that kind of stuff, but he did, rightly or wrongly, Liverpool fans could never take him to their heart now. So it's always yeah. like, Owen was a good striker. Yeah, he, he used to be great. And that's it. There's no yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely bang on. I've, I read a few um, Arsenal blogs and I read a few Liverpool blogs and all the Liverpool blogs refer to Owen as I'd rather talk about him then than now. Yeah. It's, it's quite, not in an abusive way. No, it's just it, like... Because he was a Liverpool lad and he was in the academy and grew up and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like he was best hard to with, take like Carragher and Gerrard and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's hard to take because like in most recent memory, really, Owen is famed for scoring in a Manchester derby. Like yeah, right, yeah. pretty much the only thing he did in the United shirt. Yeah. But like that is of the last fifteen years, nobody really thinks about his time at Stoke, his time at Newcastle. No. Like the last thing that Owen did that was memorable because he wasn't in the England squad yeah. was scoring a Manchester derby. In a United kit, I mean, which is you, weird. You could argue post Real Madrid is the most memorable. I don't. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't remember any other Owen memorable moments really. No, which is weird. Well, he dropped off a cliff. And, like injuries ruined him. He did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, true. But, yeah, he his yeah. form dropped off the cliff, and then strange decisions like going to Stoke, which again, like he has said uh, in interviews, he didn't want to drop down a division, which you can you yeah. know read into that what you will. But yeah, Owen obviously went to Stoke and. That's not the kind of system which suits Owen. No. Like, even though he'd lost a lot of pace, like asking him to hold at the ball, and yeah. it's just it yeah. seems strange. Yeah, sad demise. But this day was Owen's day. Um, I got this brilliant um, clip to finish. Um, this is from a, f- a fan called Thomas, um, who uh, he was reflecting on his um, watching of this game and that moment with Michael Owen scoring the winner. And he said this, and we'll finish with this one for the 2001 FA Cup final. He said, I nearly drowned because of Michael Owen in this match. I was on a holiday in Greece with my wife and kids. I was watching the game in the hotel bar and the family were out by the pool. The kids were actually learning to swim at the time. I was a few points in when Lundberg scored, after which a few Gunners fans rocked over to me, giving me a hard time. When Owen scored his first, I made a show of myself and ran out of the bar and did a lap of the pool, <laughs> past the wife and kids and everyone else, wildly celebrating, then back in to join the Arsenal boys for what I thought would be extra time. Minutes later, Owen scored again. Off I went, <laughs> off I went, out the door again, spotted my kids in the pool and belly flopped in to join them. <laughs> I never noticed that they had armbands on and they were in the deep end of the pool. Problem is, I can't swim. <laughs> I eventually got pulled out by a Finnish granddad who was there on holiday <laughs> with his family. <laughs> I spent the next few minutes elated, nearly dead, chucking up water and beer by the side of the pool, being stared at by my kids and a red-faced, very, very angry wife. Happy days. <laughs> I can think of nothing more suitable. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas, that, no. for that. That is wonderful. And so with that story uh, ringing in our ears, join us uh, next week for the 2002 FA Cup final. Final.